Hallelujah. Thank you. Are you grateful for our worship team? Amen. I'm grateful for their hearts after Jesus. I'm grateful for their hearts after Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. My prayers and hearts and my own life and going this new year, this new year is that I would fall in love with Jesus more. Mm. Not fall in love with church more, not fall in love with ministry more, but fall in love with Jesus more. Because when I do that, it affects everything else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I wish I had a, you know, some sort of traditional Christmas message in the month of December to, to give you, but, um, you know, I'm just going to follow the Lord, you know. Hallelujah. How many people were here last, last Sunday? Amen. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. Hallelujah. We talked about Mary and how... She had one job, you know, Martha, we talk about Martha, she had one job and said Mary chose that, that thing that was needful, you know, and we need to choose that thing that's needful, you know, and I, I believe it, this is all about going to another level. Um, you know, when we talk about going to another level and we talk about, we talk about um, 2023 being the year of the maximum, the highest level attainable. Understand within the framework of that is knowing that we go from glory to glory. We go from glory to glory. Meaning my life should never plateau. But always going to another level. And in the things that I'm sharing with you out of my heart is I believe the things that are going to be keys... And instructions as your pastor that will cause our 2023 to be the best that it can be. To, to, for us to experience a year like we've seen no other. And so you have your Bible. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 13. And we, this is where we started out last week. And if you, also, if you have your Bibles turned, also you can make a mark a Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Hallelujah. Mm. Jesus is enough for me. Hallelujah. The words of Jesus are enough for me. The word of God is enough for me. You know, the word and his presence have to become the most vital thing in our lives. You know, when we start this new year, and we started, we started it last year, and we call it First Things First. And um, if you're not a part of First Things First, you can go on to our church center app, and you can register to be a part of First Things First, and they'll give you a message every morning about what we're reading. But as we start the new year, starting on January 2nd um, to January 22nd, we're going to be doing a 21-day um, you know, if you want to fast or whatever, I'm not, I don't usually dictate 
on what people do. I always want people to be directed by the Lord. Uh, but one thing I know we are doing is at 633, it comes from Matthew 633, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so we'll be having the church open from 6.33 a.m. till 7.33 a.m., you know, to pray and seek the Lord. It's not corporate prayer. It's just your personal, it's just your personal prayer. If you don't have the opportunity to make it up here, I encourage you to, you know, at home or whatever. But it's always good to get outside of your normal environment. And, and do something different. And also there will be a, a chapter that we read every day as well. And it's something that you can continue on after that, th- those 21 days. But it's a great way to set your focus on the most important thing. And that is Him. And that is His Word. So Matthew chapter 13, and we talked about this, the sower sows the Word. Look at verse 11. It said, he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Do you realize that you, there's nothing that the Lord is holding back from you? And you're like, and you ain't, well, you know, I heard, I heard God, God can hide himself. Well, Proverbs tells me this, Proverbs 2, it says that he has laid up wisdom for us, not from us. Right? He, it's for us. But we search it out. You know, well, well what a pastor, what did, you know, I always heard it says, well, I hadn't seen, nor ear heard, nor entered the heart of man. Well, but you finish reading the scripture. Finish. Well, pastor, your eye hadn't seen, nor ear heard, nor entered in the heart of man. The things that God prepared him, you, you don't know. He goes, no. But the next verse says, but he reveals them to us by his spirit. So there's nothing that he's keeping keeping back from. There's nothing he's holding from me. It's up to me. Are we pressing in to, to him to get the answers? <clears throat> so we have a right to the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For We dealt with this last week. For whoever has to him will more be given. And he will have more abundance. So if I gain, if I have ears to hear and I receive mysteries of the kingdom, it says I will have more abundance. So, the level of abundance that I operate is going to be tend on, but depend on me being able to hear. Right? It's not God playing favorites. Let's look at verse um, 14. Uh, and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the heart of this people has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Meaning it wasn't God's fault, it was they closed their eyes. They grew dull of hearing. So, so it's up to me as a believer to make sure that my eyes are open to what God is saying. It's up to me to make sure that I'm not allowing my ears to grow dull of hearing, Right? Because it says, if I should see, if I should hear, lest they should understand, their hearts would turn so I should heal them. Meaning, everything that, uh, that Jesus is saying here, you're saying, if you could just hear and see and understand, you can operate in greater. And that's really what this is coming down to. Now let's go to Luke chapter 8. And this is Luke's version of, of the parable of the sower. Let's look at verse 5. It says, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, this is a, the latter part of verse 4. 
No, sorry, it's verse 5. And the sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up when it, with, with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground. Say good ground. And it sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. Now Luke's version, he doesn't even he doesn't even deal with thirty or sixty. He just straight up just goes right for the hundred. So it's this it's this seed that goes on good ground that brings about a hundredfold return, that brings about maximized harvest. It says, When he had said these things, he cried. Now, this word, he cried, means he shouted it. Now, think about it. Jesus is talking about the sower, and he's teaching. You, you can see Jesus teaching, and he, you can hear him teaching. He's probably saying, you know what? Some, some fell here, and some fell here, and some sprang on good ground, and it yielded a hundredfold. And then he goes, he who has ears to hear, hear. Yeah. It uses, he cried, meaning he stated this loudly. Why? For them to understand this is important and they must receive what he's saying. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now what I want to talk about this morning is, if you're into titles, it would be location, location, (laughs) location. I think it was a real estate agent by, I think, Harold Samuel that, that coined that quote. But location, location, location. Where are you at this morning? Where are you this morning? What's going on in your life? What ground are you? Let me better say it this way. Where, what is the... Lo, what is... Where is your heart this morning? Because all these things deal with the location of the heart. All all four soils are dealing with the heart of man. Jesus is saying, saying, hey, if you have ears to hear, but are you are you in, in see the seed wasn't the problem. I can go. I could go and um, plant seeds, and try to plant seeds, and saying, "Hey, I'm living by faith, and I'm going to plant seeds in Siberia." But the ground is frozen solid. Now, I'm not saying that God cannot cause a harvest to come up in the middle of Siberia, because God. Can do anything. He is El Shaddai. If that's the only place that you were. And all you have were seeds. I believe that God can make a miracle happen. But that's not what he's saying here. You, you can't keep doing the same thing. And expect to get different results. So the thing is. is I've got to change. What's going on on the inside of me. It was, the, it, it was not the seed's fault. It was the soil's fault. And too often we want maximum, we want increase, but we're not dealing with the thorns. We're not dealing with the rocky soil. We're not dealing with the offense. 
We're not dealing with the cares of this life. We're not dealing with the wrong pursuits. Can I get an amen, Pat? <laughs> but hear, hear, hear my heart here. Because this, is, this is, is going to be the very thing that takes us to another level. Location, location, location. Verse 10, and he said, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables. Now the parable is this, the seed of the word of God. Now we know what the seed is. It is the word of God. It's a word, or it could be a word from God. It could be a word of God, it could be a word from God. Thank you, Father. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word. Wait, man, this is God's word. This is God's word. But yet, we, we can let go of his word. But the ones on the rock are those who have... When they hear, receive the word with joy and they have no root who believe for a while in a time of temptation, they fall away. The ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches and pleasures of life, and they bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and a good heart, Keep it and bear fruit with patience. Now just stay with me. Just teaching for a moment, okay? Now here, he said good ground. Now this word good ground is different than the other good ground. The first good ground just means fertile. In verse 15, the phrase good ground means well adapted for its end. Well adapted for its end. Meaning it has become suitable to fulfill its purpose. So when it says he sows good, that he sows seed on the good ground here, he's saying, I'm sowing seed on the ground that is ready for someone that will fulfill their purpose. You have a purpose, church family. And it's his word on your heart that will take you to another level. Say, I'm going to another level. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Go to Isaiah 51. Heard the word. What's going on in your heart? Isaiah 51. Verse 1. Says, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Then he says, Look to Abraham your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone, and I blessed him and increased him. One translation says that I called him as one, but I blessed him and made him many. He says, Look to Abraham. That, that's what I want to do for a moment as we, as we go into this this morning is I want us to look at Abraham in connecting 
with this, the seed of God's word sown into our hearts. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. I believe God's word is being sown on good ground this morning. I believe you're good ground this morning. Hallelujah. Do you have ears to hear this morning? Hallelujah. Do you have eyes to see this morning? Do you have a heart to understand this morning? And you're going to bring forth much fruit. Now let's look at Genesis 12 verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram. What happened? He said something. He talked. He He's saying a word. So this is a word of God, right? This is a word from God. So what does God tell him? Get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house to a land that I'll show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will make, I will bless you and I'll bless those who bless you and curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed. So that means Abraham listened to the word. He did the word. But let, let me show you what Justin's life may have looked like. Justin, I want you to leave Salisbury, Maryland. And I want you to go to Texas. And when you get to Texas, I'm going to bless you and you're going to be a blessing. Well, no one's ever left Maryland in my family but me. Mm, Could never be. What happened? The birds just came and ate the seed. Maybe, Maybe that... That word, maybe that um, thing was, um, oh, all right, okay, I'm going to go to Mar- I'm going to Texas, all right, I need to do this, I need to do that, okay, I've got, I, I'm going to, okay, okay, I'm going to leave in August, August uh, 11th is going to be my last day of work, and, um, okay, it's only February, so I've got a ways to go, and, um, Okay, so what happened was I was I went to one of my clients, and one of my clients actually went to Rama, and he went to the Rama Bible School in, in there in Tulsa, and he would tell me every week he goes, you know what, you, you should you should you shouldn't go to Jerry Sabella, you should go to Rama because Rama is a lot better school. You know you you know Kenneth Hagen, he's been around. You know he's like you know he is like the man of faith, and um, you know. Um, you know, you, you should go. So every week, this guy's telling me, "Why are you going there? You should you should go to Tulsa. You know, Tulsa. There's it's, it's everything's so much better in Tulsa. You need to go to Tulsa. You know, they call it the mecca of Christianity. You need to go to go to Tulsa. Well, maybe I should. You know, Kenneth Hagin's been around, and yeah, I've read I've read some of his books. I've been ministered to. That's that's the rocky soil, and that's when temptations come. And what you let go of the word. What the word was, go to Texas and go to Jerry Savelle's Bible school. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it was. Well, yeah, I could, I could go to, I could go to Texas. That's, man, it sounds kind of cool. It's a new place. 
you know, meeting new friends. I mean, I was at a, I was at church that was 200 people and I was single and I think there was only like one other person that my, a girl that was my age. So I'm like, it's like, I mean, so maybe there's more girls out there. I don't know. So, but, but then, but then, then, then it's like the cares of this life. It's like, but, but, but I'm making good money and I'm, I'm, I have a great job and all these things are going on my behalf and, and yes, and this is great. And I'm, I'm doing things in church and, and this is great. And what was happening? That's the thorns that are coming in and choking the very thing to keep me back from God's purpose for my life. And all of us can find ourselves in one of these locations. And if I'm the only one, you all are lying. <laughs> but the good ground is the ground that hears the word, receives it, and chooses to hold to it. Because on the other side of the, of the word from God and holding to that word and staying with God. You understand, it wasn't God following Moses, uh, Abraham, it was Abraham following God. See, your location needs to be all about your proximity to Him. My success in my life is going to be dependent upon my proximity to Him. Not to anything else. I mean, if you go to uh, chapter 15... Of Genesis, and and if you look at thirteen, and you look at fourteen, you, you know we see Abraham prospering, we see him increasing, we see him abounding in so many ways. He even goes in and he pleads with God, and 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 is uh, he he's got a heart after God, and in this Lot's captivity, and rescues him, and and then even in chapter fifteen. Verse 4, it says, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. So here, God gives him a word. God gives him a word. But years pass, and nothing's happening. Nothing's coming to pass. Nothing's changing. But yet, yet Abraham has this seed. He has this word of God. He has a word from God. And yet the word, the promise isn't coming to pass. So what happened? Sarah said, how about Hagar? I mean, that's all kind of wrong ground. I mean, that is rocky soil, that is thorny soil, and that is wayside soil. No matter which way you look at it, that is some all kinds of wrong going on there. But what was happening? He was trying to create the outcome. He was trying to bring about prosperity. He was trying to bring about the promise in his life instead of just staying in proximity to God and holding to the word. If we're going to see maximum, highest level attainable, another level in our life, we're going to have to hold to what God said. Now let's go to, go to Genesis 17. Genesis 17. Verse 1. Now when Abraham was 99 years old. So this is like 24 years after God originally sowed the seed into him. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, don't get upset at Abraham. Some of you, it might have been 30. I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean the, he, this is all about your heart. What's going on in your heart? Where's your heart connected at? When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Now, here's the key. Walk before me. This is, this is what I want you to see this morning because this is all about location, location, location. Walk before me. Walk before me. And be blameless. That's a heart issue. Being blameless is not perfection. But it's having a heart turned towards Him. Was the Bible says that He goes the whole, throughout the whole earth looking for someone's heart. One says blameless. But that doesn't mean perfect. It means a heart that is turned towards Him. See, everything is about the location of your heart and it being in proximity to Him. Can I get an Amen. amen. Mm. Walk before me and be blameless and I will make my covenant between me and you and multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him. This came up in my heart. When was the last time you fell on your face and let him talk to you? When, you, when we come to a place where our heart is after Him, that, is, that will be where you live. I, I, being away this weekend and, and having Brent had a basketball tournament in San Antonio and, and, and just had a lot of, had some quiet time and, 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 and there and just a little, when I read this, he was like, he goes, I miss, I miss quiet time with you. It's not that I don't have quiet time, but he goes, time, get away from the busyness. If you're not walking before him and at heart turns towards him, you won't do the second part. And this is where the highest level attainable is. This is where maximum is. This is where living beyond you could ask, think, dream, or imagine. This is good ground. Good ground is a heart that hears. But you know what? If you're not, if you're not walking with Him, you're not going to hear. If you're not close to Him, you're not going to be able to see. If your heart isn't connected, you're not going to understand. He said, walk before me. Be perfect. And God talked with him there. He says, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you should be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham. For I've made you a father of many nations and I will make you exceedingly. Say exceedingly. Exceedingly. What does exceedingly look like? You can't define what that looks like. Just like you can't define what maximum looks like. You can't put a label or a level on maximum because you don't know what maximum is. You can't put a level on highest level attainable because you, in your own mind, can't understand what that is. 
But yet it was in this walk before me. It was in this, in this, hey, hey, Abraham, just stay hooked up with me. Follow me and I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I don't know about you, but I want exceedingly fruitful in my life. I want people to come to Justin, be able to pick fruit off from my life. But it's not going to happen if I'm not the good ground and I'm not a well adapted for my purpose. Go to Genesis 24. Genesis 24. Say, I'm going to another level. I'm walking with God. Thank you, Father. In the story... Without taking the time to read a bunch of scriptures with this, Abraham sends out his servant and is saying, hey, I want you to go find a wife for Isaac. And Isaac goes to this place where, where Abraham tells him to go and, and says, get there, find, find someone for Isaac and do this and that or the other and, and, and it, it's going to go well with your journey. And, and so they, they, they see Rebecca and they go to the, goes to her father and, Everything is happening, and and so all of a sudden they, um, the servant is connecting with Rebecca's father, and and they they come back, and and he asks them a question, and it says this in verse thirty eight. He goes, says, "But you shall go to my father's house and to my family." So this is what the servant is telling the father, and take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, so this is what the servant said to Abraham: Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said, this is what Abraham said, the Lord before whom I walk. Look to Abraham. I called him and he was one, but I blessed him and made him many. This is what Abraham, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way. And you shall take a wife for my son from my family and from my father's house. And you'll be clear from this oath. My father, whom I walk, he will prosper your way. Abraham saying, you're going to prosper because I'm walking with God. You're going to prosper because the angel of the Lord that represents, in the Old Testament, that represents Jesus. I'm going to walk with God and Jesus is going to go with you and he's going to prosper your way. Let's look at Genesis 48. Genesis 48. Hallelujah. In Genesis 48, verse 15, and this is Jacob blessing. And he says, And he blessed Joseph and said, And he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked. You have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now you're having Jacob saying, God, before whom my father Abraham and Isaac walked. The God who has fed me all my life long to this day. 
the angel who has redeemed me from all evil. Bless the lads. Let my name be named upon them in the name of the father, Abraham, Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Wow. Wow, so Jacob's now saying it's whom Abraham and Isaac blessed that now that same blessing is going to be on you as they walked with him, as I walked with him. And as you walk with him, Joseph, you're going to be a multitude in the earth. As believers, Christianity, we, should, we, we are called to populate heaven. We're to be a multitude in the earth. But if we are not walking with God, it won't happen. Because it's in our walking with him that will cause us to increase greatly and abound greatly. Walking with God. Walking with God. Oh. Mm. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hallelujah. There's this, just praying. There's just two ways. I'm not sure where the Lord wants me to go. Thank you, Father. Mm. We could t- I could go through Scripture and we could talk about Jesus walking with the Father. Mm. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Go back to Luke 8. I thought I was going to go another direction, but I'm going to go, I believe the Lord wants to go a different direction. As I close things out here. So we close things out. Luke chapter 8. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 8. When we talk about hmm, a lot of times we talk about the sower sows the seed. We talk about the hundredfold maximum harvest. But in Luke there's a there's something that a lot of time is left out that has to do everything. Let me say that again, has to do with everything. With you stepping into the fulfillment of the promises of God that you're holding on to. The seed is the word of God, right? And we're to hold to that word. No matter what it looks like or what's going on. We're holding to the word. No matter what things look like, we're holding to the word. The word is the answer to everything. It's the word and the answer. The word is the answer to everything. And it's what brings about the harvest. But there's, there's a word that most of the time we don't talk about concerning the sower sowing. Let's look at verse 15 for the sake of time. As I transition to close here. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it. They keep it. Say keep it. And they bear fruit mm, with patience. That's an ugly P word. 
No, it's not. It's an amazing word. Thank you. Thank you, wife. I appreciate that. This is... Because if we... Yes, Lord. Hold your place there. Go to Hebrews chapter 6. Holy Spirit, teach us this morning. They bring forth fruit with patience. Let's look at verse 9. He says, But beloved, we're confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation. Whoa. Now, we talk about salvation, but here he says there's better things concerning you, yes, that that accompany salvation. There's so much more, you have no clue. If you you just understand salvation in this little box of you going to heaven one day, you've totally missed it. There's better things concerning you. Say, there's better things concerning me that are accompanying your salvation. My prayer is that we understand, receive, see, hear, understand the better things that are accompanying our salvation. Hallelujah. It says, though we speak in this manner, for God is not unjust to forget your labor of love which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence, to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience, through faith, you know it didn't say just faith, Oh, well, Pastor, faith moves mountains. You bet your patience. What moves mountains? Faith and patience moves mountains. And if we don't understand patience, we will put ourselves in the wrong location. If we don't understand patience and embrace patience... We'll be living in the thorny ground when we think we're living in good ground. I'm not too excited about that one. Um, Through faith and patience, who 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 through faith and patience, inherit the promises. Verse 13, now it's going to tell us, Four. Next verse is four. So now it's explaining us an example. For when God made promise to Abraham, who? Abraham. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured... He obtained the promise. After he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. The key to going to another level is walking with him. 
What does patience look like? Patience looks like not being moved. The Bible says, in patience possess ye your souls. That it's through this fruit of patience. It's through the Spirit, the, 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 the presence of Jesus. It's through the fruit of the Spirit. It's through this patience that, that we have that we keep our soul from driving us. And where we choose to walk with God. I'm walking with God. I'm walking with Him. I'm not going to be moved by what it looks like. I'm not going to be moved by what I feel. I'm not going to be moved. What's going to happen is, 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 is if you start abiding in the thorny ground or abiding in the other grounds, then what's going to happen is, is you're going to let go of your patience and then you're going to short circuit the promise in your life. But this good ground, this fruit is brought forth with patience. What does this patience looks like? John chapter 15. If you abide in me and my word abides in you. If you don't abide in me, you'll be cast. But yet if you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. Hallelujah. Walking with God. To go to another level, we need to walk with him like Abraham walked with him. To go to another level, we need to walk with him like Moses walked with him. Like David walked with him. But most importantly, how Jesus walked with him. Hallelujah. Mm. Father, we thank you for the word today. Hallelujah. Today, Lord, I thank you that we do have eyes to see. We have ears to hear and we have a heart to understand. Lord, right now we make a decision even before we step into 2023 where the location of our heart is. And Lord, each one of us, our desire is good ground. Good ground. And that's just, that's where we're in proximity to you. We're in proximity to your word. Thank you, Father. Just put your hand on your heart. Mm. Make this declaration of faith. I love the Word of God. I love the presence of God. There's no other place I'd rather be than walking with Him. As I walk with Him in 2023, I will walk on another level. I will live on another level. I will discover my purpose. I will obtain promises. I will subdue kingdoms. I will minister to the lost. I'm coming up higher as I walk with Him. And Father, I thank You for patience. To not be moved by the storms around me. Not be moved by present circumstances. I will walk in the exceedingly, abundantly, above all I could ask or think.
in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a shout of praise if you receive that. Yeah.